Zombro fans, Russell Twist, I'm back here for yet another one for Week of Zombro's Action, and I'm joined by my host with the most world's first Easter egg wins ever, Johnny J25. How you doing? How's it going, everybody? And coming off another successful week of first in the world. How was it, John, going through your first in the world? This one though was a, it was a quick one. I was surprised how fast second in the world was. Yeah, yeah, it really was an interesting race. I actually thought during the stream we had a chance at second in the world. Of course, not first in the world because of Johnny J twenty five, but uh, we were beat by uh, B Bat's crew by about fifteen minutes and Noah J's crew by about three minutes. So it was it was neck and neck. Everybody going through logical steps for the most part. A fun, inquisitive, and interesting Easter egg. I I very much enjoyed. Uh, Alpha Omega's Easter egg hunt quest, and it's growing on me. The map is definitely growing on me as time goes on. Mm-hmm. I was just shocked that I wake up the next morning and uh, it was already done. I'm like, oh, that was fucking fast. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's and uh, just like, oh, there's an ending, and it's it's like first, it's like four in the morning. I'm just gonna go back to bed or something like that. Mm-hmm. I forget what time I must have seen the ending, but it was it was real early for me. Yeah, I think I I had my explanation video up by four, so I think people had it done by two or three in the morning. It was really yeah, really darn quick. Yeah, that's that's what it was because I I remember I was I think I was at work the next morning and I see like explanations are already up and I looked and I think I saw yours had gone up literally at like four in the morning Eastern time and I was mm-hmm. just like go to bed people, <laughs> go to bed. Yeah. Um, the map itself I've, I've enjoyed so far. It's, you know, it's, it's a weird mixed bag. It's the title of today's video is, is, is it a boomer bust? And it's a, it's a strange mixed bag because my expectations were so low. So a lot of things surprised me about the map that I really did like. And then there's a lot, like, there's nothing about this map. Like I hate that I'm sitting here being like, I can't stand this, but it didn't blow me away. It wasn't revolutionary. It was cool to see some things in this map gameplay wise, Easter egg wise and so on. But it wasn't the be all end all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, something about this map though for me, uh, underwhelmed. I would definitely say. Sure. Um, before we get into the actual discussion of yeah. the map, though, do we want to do want to just quick make a quick announcement on the poster? Yeah. So here's the final copy of the poster of our Zombros poster. If you have any interest in supporting the show, me and John, and everything that we're doing on here. Uh, or if you're a patron, you can already pick this up. If you've been a patron since uh, last month, I believe it is, you can get this wonderful Zombros poster we had specially made to celebrate Alpha Omega. Uh, we have the atomic drop going in the background, the atomic bomb, with our Zombros logo, Alpha Omega stylized with the shadow of Samantha overlooking it. And uh, that was a good guess because Sam definitely did play a, a role inside this map and at least the ending of it. So it's a, I don't know, I, I like, it's a minimalistic design. Uh, the watermark, to see, this is the watermark that's not there when you purchase yours. Your poster will look, oh, that's the other one, will look exactly like this. If you choose to order one on RadRendering.com, 10 bucks, 5 bucks shipping, and you guys can have your own Zombros uh, poster. I think I called it the beginning of the end because that's also what Alpha Omega is standing for. So they, yeah, there's that. We're on iTunes and Spotify as normal. We have our Patreon page if you love the podcast. Those are all the general announcements, I believe. I think we're both just overwhelmed with the DLC, and I think, John, you had a lot of work this week as well because you're full-time overseas. Busy, busy week. Um, but, yeah, so if you if you are, again, an Ultra Rare or a Primus patron, uh, you don't need to buy the poster. You're virtually getting one for free. Mm-hmm. 
But if you're not a Premiser and Ultra Rare Patron and you do want to get your hands on it, they are available at the website. I'll link it in the description. It is radrendering.com. And then you just go to the uh, store and you'll find it inside the shop. Yeah, so th- there you are. Mm-hmm. I do want to touch on that. And I guess this is a perfect time to bring it up, Slime Bread. There was an Easter egg found in Zombie Chronicles Ascension in Knife the Phones. Instead of picking them up, the red phones, it plays an Avenge, excuse me, sevenfold song. Which is very interesting. I swear we knew that, though. I'm still, this is the problem now with so many maps and so many overlapping Easter eggs, is I no longer know if we've found these Easter eggs before, like the World at War Beware the Doctor Easter egg, or if this is truly a newfound Easter egg, or the, just it's one of those obscure ones that was swept under the rug as time's gone on, because there's tons of them. Like, people will be like, hey, I found a new song on Moon. It's like, nope, that's always been there. The 8-bit song is from the start. But this was cool nonetheless to see people playing through the Zombie Chronicle version of Ascension, and they found a new Easter egg. And that kind of rolls into the new playable character in Apocalypse Z. You can actually play as a member of Avenged Sevenfold. So those guys, they love him, man. Treyarch is such fanboys of that band. <laughs> yeah, I feel like they're just, at least from my perspective in terms of music, a very obscure band that... uh has decided to just shower with praise and love. Mm-hmm. I mean, if, I guess if you're into that genre of music, then you know Avenged Sevenfold well, but if it wasn't for zombies, I would have never heard of them. I, I think so, too. I don't think I'd ever heard of them outside of the zombies. It's the same song that we hear in uh, Call the Dead, as Nick is pointing out in chat, so thank you, Bowtie Geek. And I, I like their music a lot. They're very, very talented, but they're not, like, unanimously known when it comes to pop culture. So it's cool to see they got their spotlight, and it's it's funny that Treyarch has put so much into them, been like, these are our guys. We're going to get them here every week. Mm-hmm. Week in and week out, like the Zombroach podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Coming to the studio is like, are we actually recording anything this week? And Craig's like, yeah, yeah, I'll be right back. And Brian Tooney and the rest of the audio team just like, man, guys, you know, you guys are just great. So cool hanging out with you every day. Like, yeah, you do know we're on tour, though, like, this is a little strange. He's like, ah, yeah, no, nah, no, nah, don't worry about it. <laughs> anyway, so what do you what do you want to think about for uh, Alpha Omega? What do you what do you, we actually said our first impression? So let's break it down by. Uh, I wanted to go through the main quest Easter egg, some of the gameplay, the side Easter egg rewards, and just general details about Alpha Omega. Hmm. Okay, well, overall impression of the map is for me. I just I found myself bored of it pretty quickly in terms of things to do okay sure i think the map i think the map does a lot of things really well Mm -hmm. like i think there's some really cool things i think the round 200 easter egg is one of i think the coolest things we've seen so far in zombies Mm -hmm. Um, i thought they did something really fun with the uh, mannequins out of that easter egg yeah that's another good one another good one um like this this map has a lot of like areas of polish where Treyarch put in some really fun ideas and did some clever things. But just the, the, the gameplay as a whole just isn't that gripping to me, if I'm being 100% honest. And I don't want to be negative and be like, this map sucks. Sure, but sure, sure. I don't know. Like, I, I, I remember in my first few games, like, I had figured out the power. Um, you know, I did I did some of the upgrades of the ray gun and whatnot. And then after that, I was just like, mm, all right, I'll just keep playing. And then, um, there really isn't that many good places to train in this map. And one thing that, that has really messed with my brain mm-hmm. is that at times I will walk 
through the main square of Nuketown and walk as different, like, Nuketown zombies, and I will back into areas that um, aren't now areas in the map, if you know what I mean. So, uh, last bit there. Sorry, I got caught up with chat a little bit there. I was following you all the way to the I, end. So you're walking through Nuketown and, like... I, I Sometimes sometimes I will walk through Nuketown and then I'll walk backwards into areas mm-hmm. that I would normally be able to in the original Nuketown Zombies because I've played that map so much. That, gotcha. You know, like, yeah, 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 yeah. You make, you make movements and you go around routes and you go around objects and obstacles and then when you play Alpha Omega and the map has been changed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so, like, walking between the buses isn't just a simple straight shot. There's two little obstacles on the side by the Red House. Now the Red House is mm-hmm. actually opened up, but you can't walk around what I think was originally a car. So I, I remember a few times of, like, I've walked backwards trying to make a circle around it, and I can't. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just weird because I know the area, but I can't make some of those subconscious movements. And then I back into stuff. And normally I'm fine, but have you ever have you noticed that? Um, I noticed that more on the blackout. I was playing a lot of the Alcatraz portal map, and I went to go downstairs in the laundry room, even though I clearly could see there was no stairs leading down there, but I was in the exact area, and I'd be trying to go down the stairs. I'm like, oh, my God, what is happening? Like, I'm living in another world just because of how well I have that map memorized. Uh, for Alpha Omega, um, even the downstairs, I'm actually curious – because you don't play a lot of multiplayer blackout, uh, maybe at all, um, because you didn't play underneath Nuketown Island too much. Uh, did you? Did, do you feel like that feels new to you, the bottom of the Nuketown map, or do you feel no, like? because I, I had explored Nuketown Island. Um, okay. Okay. And like I had, I had done that in. Oh, you like made in a the, video. In a few games of blackout you, I played. I've done yeah. it. I've made videos on it. That's right. That's so right. I knew the area. Mm-hmm. the same as the blackout one, but mm-hmm. it, it just. You know, it, it's weird because obviously, if 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 we're gonna compare which map is a copy and paste something we've already gotten, mm-hmm. obviously, Town Zombies is the copy, big time, you know? big time. This like, map is very much a like, copy like paste. this isn't a remaster. This is a reimagining, mm-hmm. but it, it it still to me didn't feel fresh. You know. Certain things did though. If we get the fresh, though, smart guy argues fairly that the Easter egg boss is just another soul box. But I thought it was refreshing to have a Treyarch Easter egg boss, final boss that wasn't basically a raid boss. That it was some other objective that we haven't experienced in a very long time. And it was nice that the big final boss is uh, spoilers. I mean, I we're gonna get into these, but is the Avogadro, and that's somebody who hasn't been super destructive already in the storyline. We beat the crap out of him in transit. Obviously, he's either weekend or some are saying that's just the sample Rushman sends over. But it, it, it wouldn't really make sense for us to have some gigantic boss fight against a guy that's already been a minor bo- like minor zombie boss in transit. So I, I was glad we took a different approach to that and explored more narrative angles than just having another big bad fight. It would have been cool to go inside the APD and fight him or some other darker being, Completely agree. That would have been a lot over the top. But when this map doesn't feel very fresh, um, I think that's what I kept saying on the first day in, in the terms of gameplay. I don't feel like the gameplay has legs despite having incredible features. Uh, what I want to bring up was the, I'll send this to you right now too, the Rushmore codes. I couldn't remember his name. I love the codes. It's like basically having old school cheat codes inside a game. 
which is absolutely fantastic. I love the fact that there's so he's funny. He's like a Liberty Prime from the Fallout series. I love the propaganda inside him and the anti-communist rhetoric. It makes it very comical and fun and lighthearted like Ultimus is. The conversations, I'm disappointed, but understanding that conversations happen only two characters around when you have four players. So only two people talk per round. And for about three rounds, and it goes quiet for a little bit, and then about seven or eight starts up again, and it keeps going up into high rounds. What's frustrating to me is it's only two people talking, and I really, really want to hear all the conversations. Like, give me four pieces of dialogue if you're going to split them up like that every three round, like three to six rounds. The problem is that's too much, and people are going to be like, every time you play the game, shut up, shut up. I don't want to hear all this dialogue. This is way too much. But we have eight players, and the over 5,000 lines of dialogue in the map, and the, the interactions are amazing. I was laughing so much again, which I love. I, I think I like this map so much because I'm playing a lot of Ultimus, and I'm I'm my Ultimus fanboy and bias is so strong in here, and Craig's doing a, a very good job, I think, this time around with Ultimus. And I, there's one quote where Nikolai goes to Takio. He's like, Takio, remember how much fun we had on the moon? And Takio's like, no! No, Richtofen released a great evil, and we blew up the Earth. No, we had no fun, Nikolai. I was, I was dying. It was, it was fun to see this type of stuff coming back. And like, to your point, one more thing I want to add too is I feel that if you took Alpha Omega and Classified and smashed them into one map, now it's a wow map. Now it's an exceptional map. Starburst kept saying, this is just classified Easter egg, what it was supposed to be. This is just classified part two. And I, I, if you put all this together into one massive Easter egg and yeah, place... That's, that's, an, that's an interesting concept, making one big map out of it. Oh, Easter. my God, because you could teleport to Area 51. You can teleport uh, to our area inside Alpha Omega, and you have a classified... And now you might even get interactions where you could see the the cloud going off in in the uh, site that explodes in Nuketown at some point. And I still think they make the same mistake of they end the game too early. If you don't pick up the uh, elemental shard, you can just walk around. No zombies will spawn. You're just stuck inside the bunker. I miss zombies where after we complete an Easter egg, we could still play because it felt like we got rewarded for it. Though this map does a great job at rewarding things, it... It should really be optional. Yeah. Like if it should, it should be like a once you grab the reward. Um, I mean, I, I think I think the simple solution is just to make it that like okay, you beat the Easter, but you don't actually get the cutscene in the game until you grab the elemental shard and you just keep playing as like normal. Yeah, that would be really nice because like, like yeah, just a, just an option to end it at any time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, continuity doesn't even make sense because you have. The characters going outside after a nuclear blast, none of them are affected. And they're like, hey, you know, I'm exposed to 115 and radiation, all that type of stuff. So maybe that's why it's like, you have children like Eddie just popping out of nowhere being like, hey, I'm smiling. And it's just like a, a nuclear bomb went off 20 feet away. How are we all chilling in a garage? Who cares about logic? Just let us have fun. Follow the fun. That's where I think Rushmore is such a, oh, such a great addition to this game. Another quote chat pointed out was a callback, which was I liked a lot. Uh, one of my favorite lines ever from Primus Nikolai is when they're in Gorak Krovi and Dempsey's like, hey, do you know your way around here? And Nikolai just like, oh, because I'm Russian, you think I know every place in Russia? Just draw me yeah, an yeah. effing map of Chicago. And this map, it reverses where 
Nikolai's like, hey, Dempsey, do you know, like, a place around here? He's like, oh, draw me a effing map of Stalingrad. It, I, ugh. It's, it's fun. Yeah, that. That's, ugh, fun. that's fun stuff. It, it's funny that earlier you mentioned Takio as, yeah. uh, as like, a funny character because, yep. oh, God, I was playing Takio for... Um, I was playing Takio for my first few games. Yeah, I just found him so goddamn annoying. He is awful solo. Stand... Awful. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm sure it's purely just because I'm playing solo. But oh my god, Takio mm-hmm. is unbearable because it's like he's he's toned down. Mm-hmm. So like obviously original Takio was pretty offensive, but that was also the point. They were stereotyped. Yes. So it, it's it's just him talking about honor for Oof. an entire game. Oof. Or sometimes he, he he makes a bad joke and then says, "Look, Takio is funny," and he has like six or seven lines like that where he makes a oh. bad joke and then calls himself funny. And it's just like, oh, oh, oh. Like you, 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 you it, it was like it was like they were writing Ultimus Takio and they said to themselves, "Okay, we can't be offensive anymore because it's 2019." So what are the yeah. what are the Japanese stereotypes that are positive? Oh well, they're very honorable. And it's like okay, let's that's it. That. Let's just run with that. That's all <sighs> we got. Ah, uh, there's one dialogue I'll give you with Primus Dempsey and Takio, where Primus Dempsey's trying to have a heart to heart. He's like me and and my talk. You know, we really had a bonding, and he starts trying to do something emotional. And Takio's like, uh, this is weird. Uh. You know, I I don't know about this. Like, I I don't think this is the time and place to talk about something like that. And it was just so funny to see him just like push off Primus Dempsey. Like, oh, gross! No, no feelings. I was like, oh my god! And then the Ultimus crew is like, we had three Ultimus and one Primus, and they're like getting together and like, yo, why are they so boring? They're so serious. What the what's wrong with them? I was dying. I got a comment though. By the way, I just got a hundred dollar donation. I gotta, I gotta say something. Wow, let me read this off, just right now. I'm sorry, I gotta interject with this. That kindness is ridiculous, David. It's my 30th birthday weekend, so feeling the hangover today. Oh, hot damn! And you know, I've been playing since World at War, but cool to chill and listen to you guys. Thanks, Reed, for the Horizon Drag Easter Egg tutorial. I did it for the first time, enjoying the stream, dude. Thank you so much. I'm glad you've enjoyed the DE tutorials. I fell out of tutorials as time has gone on, but that was one of the last ones I really enjoyed doing. Happy birthday, and thank you for the way too kind donation. Over 100 bucks. My God. Ah! That's... Ah! Sorry. Sorry. Just very... This Alpha Omega's made everybody so nice. <laughs> Everyone's so nice to me lately on streams. I really appreciate it. So, sorry. Let's get, All right, let's get back into it. Back. Get, get back into it. Um... Oh, there's so much to talk about. What do you think about Peter McCain? Um, and to be honest, a, I don't know. You do, oh, do you not know much about Peter Fill McCain? Me Fill me in. Fill me in. Sure, sure, sure. And I'll give my time. Sure. Um, so the way the Easter egg works, there was uh, a bunch of radios and reels of using the elemental shard, and they're like, "Hey, um, we're our project screwed." The DoD's like, "We're not using this. We're not using. We're not going to kill soldiers to power the MPD." Oh, yeah, I know that. Right. Yep, I, I've, I've heard that. Okay, so then uh, the, they go on and they end up finding, hey, we can power it using the elemental shard to use the ADAMs, and that'll that's our way around this. And they're like, yo, dope. Uh, they find another power of the elemental shard is to potentially unlock the human mind and reanimate the dead. So that was what it calls back to Kino Der Toten when Maxis is struggling and he can't get the zombies to come back to being what they are. 
uh, he's missing the elemental shard in this rewrite of the story, and that will allow them to bring back who they once were into the reanimated body. So you have your boy, your boy, Cornelius Pinnell, Crazy Pinnell being like, oh, I got a fucking idea. And let me actually get a name because they they actually named the fourth soldier in the Vruk crew. Um, Nixaru and Star were telling me, got him. Okay, we're telling me, and we were discussing it last night, but I'll read you the quote. There's all sorts of classified pieces of paper all around. They're fascinating. I, I love it. The dressings of this map, like the propaganda posters on the walls, the little lore bits you see everywhere, the logic like you would see around the map of people getting transferred to cells and they look lived in. The artists did an incredible job taking the vision of the map and the writing of the map and making it feel lived in. Um, so I'm going to read this out. Uh, director, I've required redacted from redacted and redacted, and they should be en route to Camp Edward. My apologies for taking longer than anticipated. The redacted had been taken from redacted, which led me on a wild goose chase across the countryside. This will be reflected in the invoice attached for my compensation. I'm sure you'll understand. I don't know what you've been planning on doing, Cornelius, but I feel I'm better off not knowing. This trip brought up a lot of memories. If they were around, I'm sure Tank, Banana, and Smokey would be proud to know we completed our mission. Sure, it was 20 years too late, but at least we brought him home. All that said, we're square now, you hear? I risked my neck getting this under the radar. The boys upstairs are starting to ask questions. It's not like it used to be at the company. We're far from the Wild Wild West days. No more favors, Cornelius. See you in the next life. Oorah. Officer Paxton Gunner Ridge. This guy recovers Peter McCain's body from Shino Numa mm -hmm. and wherever else it went. They bring uh, That leads into the radios that I was talking about earlier where Purnell says, Whoa, oh, you got something good here, Dr. Hale. Why don't you? I got an idea. So they try and bring uh, our boy Peter McCain back to life. And he is the reason Broken Arrow was made. That radio and classified or punch card where you hear he's sitting in the room in 115 and saying, I need to repair the broken arrows because he kept shooting all of his arrows and they kept dying. And he felt so guilty over the death of Peter McCain. He found it broken arrow uh, with the 115 research. He brings it back to life. And then uh, McCain swears loyalty to him. And they're all, oh, my God, this is unbelievable. It goes on. Eventually, the 115 corrupts him. Peter McCain's worried about Cornelius, reports him to the DOD. So then they end up putting uh, his body inside an ADAM machine uh, as punishment for him betraying uh, Purnell. As that continues on, we, in the Easter egg, assemble Peter McCain, and he makes his cameo, basically being like, oh, save me. Okay, I'm off. I need to go do something in DLC 4. It really, it really sounds like he's doing one of those like, oh, got to go. See you next time because something else happened. But what I really liked was Ultimus Dempsey and him have quotes back and forth where they talk about their past and that they really tried to get him. And he's just like, it's, it's, it's okay, Tank. You guys, it all worked out. And, you know, we're, we're about to save the, the universe from Element 115. It's all, it's all good. So to me, Peter McCain finally has a purpose. In the past, he earned nothing. There was no point to Peter McCain. And now he's going to have... Peter, 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 Peter McCain was the most pointlessly praised character in the zombie story. <laughs> yes, yes. And now I'm just happy we have something. There's a foundation now. And it's like, oh, 
I can live with this. This is one of these at first. I'm like, is this a fan fiction? And then the lore really made it better. The fan fiction is more have a Godro when he comes out of the MP APD and he's just like, I am a God. Now my mortal name was Cornelius Bunnell. But if you must call me something, call me Avogadro. And I'm like, oh, this is so cheesy, but I like it. I don't know why I give this one the pass. It's so cheesy. And I'm like, this is, I don't know. I'm having fun. And that's what it's about, right? So that's the big Peter McCain lore dump and in significance of the map so far. And he was integral to Broken Arrow and their research. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And so now, now Peter McCain definitely has a purpose. And, yeah. You know, I, I still have a little bit of a, uh, I still have a little bit of annoyance complex. Shall we stay with Peter McCain? Sure. Yeah. You're, you're beloved. And, and then, you know, you had your map and garage, and then you weren't even in the fucking map. Yeah, yeah, which I don't understand. People have tried and had some pretty good theories, but what does it mean when he shows up in that fractured universe for the sense of the story, right? When Peter shows up in these different maps, so, like, a rift doesn't happen when we break the cycle, so he doesn't jump through when he gets out of that plane to end up in Gorod or end up getting hung in Shinonuma. Like, I'm trying to place... Because he even talks about it in his radios that he sees Doris, he sees uh, Asylum, and he sees the jump. Uh, but he used to have nightmares about the Apothecons as well, but those dreams faded. So he's, he, there's still something underneath them. It just I'm glad there's a voice to it now because I still I, there was no justification for why he was an interesting character prior. And they definitely did a lot of like, well, we're going to make him super important now. They really made, in my mind, a copy of Group 935 with Broken Arrow, filled in a lot of the United States involvement, which is fascinating. I mean, all of our maps have been American maps, so this has really been a focus on Group 935's, or excuse me, Broken Arrow's storyline to fill out all of Black Ops 1, World at War, and uh, Black Ops 2's big answers. But I feel like we're doing Shang and Moon all over again. The Even the shard looks similar. I, I got a better look at it uh, last night, but it looks similar to a focusing stone, and it sounds like we're taking the elemental shard and we're going to put it in the Vril device because that is, as a punch card radio described, Purnell's like, how do I get to Agatha? How do I get to the ether? I'm tr we tried to replicate what Dr. Richtofen's journal said, but problem being, those things don't exist. And he's referring to the egg and the Vril device and the focusing stone inside the Vril device. Like, they're not real. So it seems like we might have come here for the elemental shard to maybe play off something w with the Vril device in the next map because in Classified... They show a, a pathway, sort of like stairs, sort of like a shortcut uh, to the ether. And it's saying we must burn it all down. These are all right under uh, premise will fa fail or ultimus will prevail. And then it has the Vril device back on there and the APD or the MPD showing up on the wall. So all the stuff that was laid out and classified, heavy, heavy foreshadowing. Uh, it feels like we, and I mean, this is even called the trophy is uh, Nikolai's grand scheme is, is the trophy for this map. So this felt like Shangri-La, it's really tight, like you were saying as well, and Shang's really tight. I'm feeling like we're getting a lot of the same beats, just it's poetry. It repeats itself, but in different maps now in a different game. What do you make of my in stupidly the, in long the, in the next, In the next map, instead of blowing up the earth, we'll blow up Agatha. Yeah, yeah, that's what it's going to be. Mm -hmm. I, yeah, so there's so much lore. So I do like I that part of it. Go ahead, not, go ahead. not to not to not touch on the lore, but I was thinking that actually a little bit as I was playing the map. How tight it was, I did 
remin it was reminiscent of Shangri-La. Yeah, please. That that did make me wonder how this map will age. Like, will mm -hmm. people like it more as it goes on, like Shangri-La? Mm -hmm. But that's not related to the lore. I just wanted to point that out because that was something that actually I was thinking about this week. Okay. Too. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, this really does a lot for like fleshing out this alternate timeline, fleshing out the American. Mm -hmm. The only thing I wonder is how much of this also happen in our main timeline yes things did and didn't but yes I, I guess does that matter i don't know anymore to be honest with you it's like, so I'm complex not sure can, i'm not sure i can keep straight anymore if all of this or if any of this happened in our main timeline yeah it's really tough to understand um because there's so many like, interpretations like in, the, in the original in the original timeline does um does ultimus teleport off the moon and into Area 51 like they do in this timeline and then get mm -hmm. experimented on? I'm not sure. I, have... I don't think Rick... And Rick Toffin doesn't give his secrets to the Americans like he does in this timeline, right? Right, right. So maybe that's like why this, his portraits in, this, in, in five. This timeline, in, in this timeline, though, Rick Toffin's like a war hero and everything, you know, because he oh, was right. the one that gave all of Group 935 all of Group 935's information to the Americans. Oh, you're right, you're right. Yep. yep, yep, yep. But in the in the timeline, you have you have a situation where it, I don't think it was that Rick Toffin gave all their secrets, but the Russians and the Americans split his diary. Wasn't yeah. it something like that? Yeah, there, there was the Darius massacre, and there was the standoff, and they were splitting up all the scientists and everything. I think that still happens. Back up a moment to the classified one. It can work that the cycle always continues as classified, even though it's not on the timeline. And people have pointed out that Jason said this is filling in the blanks that aren't showing up, that the cycle only breaks inside classified when Primus shows up to save them from the testing of Pernell. So that's what, yeah. how you can know it's a broken cycle. Otherwise, they apparently die being tested on inside uh, Area 51 and, and that whole ordeal. Um there is a document well, is in a radio that says the two attacks in the Pentagon happened. I remember that was one of your biggest frustrations was like, hey, what the fuck? Are we redconning the orig the opening of five? No, they just happened days apart, which is just so mm. interesting to me. I'm like, what? How does that work? So they clean up the Pentagon. That was a fast clean up. Yeah, and then, then it happens again, and that's why JFK is like, zombies. And that's why he understands it happens, because it just happened a few days ago. I'm like, what? What? Oh man! It's like, all right, let's have a new meeting place because the other one got overrun by zombies. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a little silly, but also zombies doesn't make sense. So I'm I'm really yeah. cut the past there. Sure. But um, keep going. Uh, you made me you made me forget what I was going to say. Shit! Uh, I'm sorry. Damn it, Reed! This is all your fault. I can't help it. There's so much lore, and I can't just want to talk about it all, John. And I don't know what um, you do or don't um, know. It's uh, like uh, Gloria. Hmm. Gloria. Chad, help us. If I if I. If I think about it, I'll, if I if it comes back to me, I'll say. Okay. It. All right. All right. Um, I we were talking about. I I didn't even realize they named a camp Edward after Edward Brooktop, and that's that's brilliant, John. I didn't pick up on that. What did, really good call. How did you not know? I it just seemed like it was Camp yeah. Edward. I'm sure it was named after somebody, right? It just it didn't even trick uh come to me that like Operation Stapler uh was in his involvement. They were immortalizing Edward Brooktop didn't even hit. Me. Oh, I've been thinking. I've been thinking about it now. I, yeah, I got yeah. it. Good, good. Um, what I've been what I've been thinking about lately is what was the trigger to break the cycle? Um, weasel. The weasel doing what? Um, killing the mobsters. 
how do you how do you know that was the trigger? Because that's the first time we see the cycle is broken on the screen, and when he kills the mobsters, um, what does that cause to happen in mob? It allows um when they get sent to mob. It well. What see that's fascinating because they're trapped in an endless cycle in mob as well. But the only way yeah. they survive is when the mobsters take Brutus away at the end of the Easter egg, and they get freed, and Al's able to show them the Canorium and lead them through the Easter egg. That's the only way they're able to is when all of them repent and save Primus so they can continue the quest to the Dark Mechanism. That's like the significance no, of the see, mobsters. I don't, I, don't cons- I don't consider that, though, the breaking of the cycle because you got to think... Um, you know, they they yeah. arrive at Mob of the Dead and something's different. And Rick yeah. Coffin talks about that. He says, Crenorium yeah. change. What was that catalyst for changing the Crenorium? Right. That's what I want to know. Right. I do think it is the weasel breaking the cycle, but I, I'm not confident enough. And I, I, I can absolutely see why you're saying I, I'm not so sure about that either. I can, I can yeah. Because, you know, the, the link isn't there. What? Um, Craig said the cycle broke in blood. We know that the cycle Yeah, we do know it. Blood. Yes. But we're saying, what's the but catalyst, it's, it's, right? What is the inciting incident that causes them to teleport to Blood of the Dead and yep. everything be different? And I'm not bringing yeah. this up as like a, uh, a to bring up flaws in the story, but mainly just out of genuine curiosity because I don't actually know. Um, and you know, you, they, this could actually be an interesting thing to say that you know, about over the dead when it says the cycle is broken, mm-hmm. it's not only just talking about the cycle of the characters mm-hmm. on that map, but the cycle. Primus and Ultimus yeah. as a yeah. whole. Yeah. You know, mentioning it in broader terms, but we don't understand that, of course, till now. Sure. Uh, there's a video idea if anybody wants to make one. <laughs> it was there all along. Oh, there's tons of that right now. Like all the origin Sam quotes I've been talking about as well, where she's like, I'm trapped here. And when it come down to the basement, he's actually saving them. There's there's all sorts of things you can now be like, oh, look at the, it's coincidental. It works out well when you make ambiguous statements. Uh, but, you know, it still might be interesting to have fun with all that. You were just saying something really good, though, with the cycle. Um, When it breaks in Mob of the Dead, because things don't necessarily, like they talk about, time isn't linear. It's just, it's always. Mm -hmm. And so that's how Sam teleports. Time is all at once, basically. So you could have, as soon as the cycle breaks, dark mechanism. Like, it's all happening immediately in in the way the time is working in this universe. It might be hard to be like, but but doesn't this have to happen? Well, as soon as that triggers and the other thing it, it can happen. It's it's happened. It has always happened. It will happen or whatever. And I, I like this angle, though. Monty's finally getting some bad guy chops here. Uh, in my mind, I might be getting it wrong. People are trying to sympathize like, he just doesn't want to, or he just doesn't want the Shadowmen and the Apothecons to take over. I think it's more sinister and more selfish that he's trapping all the kids there because they're all threat because they figure out we, if any of those people that are involved, especially the ones that got in touch the ether, they destroy Element 115, which means the only way to do that is destroy the ether, which he's directly draws his power from and is born from. He will no longer exist. So he's like, no way. Those kids cannot escape. And then I like taking it a step further is that when he finally figures out, oh, no, they're breaking my cycle. Something's wrong. And he comes in the basement. He has every intention to murder those children. And is like he's just trying to prevent a cycle break. He's just like, I don't care what happens. Shit's wrong. If I kill Sam and Eddie, I'm good. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm in better shape than if they escape. And Max makes this heroic effort to save these guys, and he gets eaten alive. But it makes Monty evil that without hesitation, for his own preservation, self-preservation, 
he would eat and murder children. That makes him pretty evil. Yeah. And he's and he's trapping well, children. Well, we're on the topic of this. Can I yeah. bring up my oopsie this week? Yeah, sure, sure. Everyone makes oopsies. Oopsie of the week. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I've been busy. Yeah. Um, hence why I only made... Um, and I originally was going to have two videos out this week, but one of them got deleted. I deleted it. Um, so I had made this whole video talking about the ending to mm-hmm. um, to Alpha Omega. And the whole point of the video was that I don't like this moment of Monty killing Maxis because it feels unearned mm-hmm. as, as like Monty as a villain. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm like, why is Monty the villain? What's his motivation? Yep. Like, in theory, we only have one ether map left, and then the ether map, is, ether storyline is going to be wrapped up. Now, mm-hmm. I'm not sure I actually believe that because there's been rumors and leaks of multiple remakes coming down the line. So I have no yeah, idea what the hell yeah. is actually happening with ether anymore. Me neither. My original thought, uh, but well, let's just assume right now, for the sake of conversation, that there's only one map left. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, so you want? To, you're going to tell me that you're going to? So you've now like. This is the moment where we can officially say Monty is the bad when he kills Maxis. Mm-hmm. And I was just frustrated because I'm like, okay, so we're going to have one map to build up a villain, create his motivation, get me invested in wanting to defeat him. Mm-hmm. And I, I can't even tell you why he's bad. You know, like what has Monty done or why is Monty evil? What makes his goals different from our character's goals? Like he mm-hmm. feels the need to kill Max. And I even say in the video, and I think this is the kicker for me as I reflect. Yeah, yeah. This would have been so easy to just include a few radios in the map of Maxis being like, oh, I don't know. He's on to us. He wants to do this, but we can't let that happen. And those radios fucking exist in the map. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was heartbreaking. No. Oh. It's it's so understandable though. It's day one, right? Day two ish uh, as it's coming out, and there's so much content, so much lore going on. And if you just do main quest, if you just listen to the main quest, nothing explains this. Nothing's setting them up. But obviously, the radios are always what draws the most. Ever since the beginning, draws the most lore into our game. Yeah. And they, and one radio, you can't. You have to do them in sequential order too, and you got to locate them right. So it's not one of these things that's. Yeah, you oh, just didn't work out. It just yeah, so oh, I, so I, frustrated I make, for you. I make that video and I, I I read the comments and the comments are like, John, you're a fucking idiot. You you don't make you don't make videos for two months and then you come back and you post this shit, mm-hmm. which is wrong. I made a video earlier in the day, so obviously <laughs> it's like the first video in like two months. Yeah, um, yeah, but and then I as soon as people were telling me I'm wrong and that these radios exist and there is actually motivation for Monty. I went and I found your video and I yeah. listened to the radios. And after like two radios in, I'm like, yeah, because I really, I really let Treyarch have it in this video. The whole, the, the title of the video was just why Treyarch. Yeah. Um, and then in it, I was criticizing the writing and being like, this is really like zombies as a real villain problem. Because originally, yep. you know, we had Richtofen and Samantha who were technically yep. both the villains, and it worked. Mm-hmm. You know, we were also playing as the villain. You know, like it was fun. And then you threw in the Shadow Man. And then now in the last map, suddenly you want to turn Monty into the villain, which we kind of predicted, but we didn't know why. And we had no reason to think he was a villain other than a couple minor hints, like a cipher and a yep. throwaway line. You know, so it was it was just like I'm like, Trick, this is this is shitty. 
like I'm just being honest. I don't like this moment, not because I don't think it's a cool moment, mm-hmm. but because like what's Monty's motivation? What makes him all of a sudden just like, yeah, Maxis is fucking toast. Mm-hmm. And then there's a bunch of radios, which I explicitly asked for in the video. <laughs> so that's why <laughs> that's I put brutal. out this. Uh, I, I put out this tweet where I'm like, uh, the tweet reads. Uh, it's also mildly melodramatic that I put it yeah. into text and then screenshot. But that was just because I wanted to write more than I could in the character limit. I didn't want to break this up into multiple tweets. Yeah, yeah. But I said, yeah, so I'm a fucking idiot. To those who saw my videos, sorry for putting out such hot garbage. Once I went back and heard the radios, I cried with the video without making too many excuses. This is my first time covering DLC while working full time, so I've been pretty busy. This is one of the first DLC launches where my focus wasn't fully on the map. That's that's somehow that's how something like those Maxis radios could fly past my radio radar. Once I heard those radios, it made me look like a total jackass in the video, so I took it down. I'll try to do better next time. My issue wasn't exactly that I was wrong in the video, but mm. that I was wrong and very obviously wrong and also very critical of Treyarch. Yeah. And it was it was Pure criticism ignorance. that was it was criticism that was one hundred percent invalid. Yep. Um so so I was like uh, I'm, I'm like, I really don't want to have this video up where I'm just being a total jerk to Treyarch. Because, you yeah. know, some people are like, oh, you're, nobody actually really says this to me, but people have to other YouTubers and be like, oh, you're a Treyarch fanboy, or you're yep. just trying to protect Treyarch so that you're on their good side. Sure. And other times people are like, oh, you're way too critical of Treyarch. And so it's just like, I'm going to be 100% fair to them. I'm going to yeah. call them out on their bullshit. I'm going to praise them for the things they do. And here was an instance where I called them out on bullshit that was unfounded, and I feel mm-hmm. bad about it. And this isn't about me being a Treyarch fanboy or me wanting to be on their good side. No, this is wrong. I was total jerk. Mm-hmm. So I took it down. I, I, yeah, right on, John. Right on. That that's the way mm-hmm. to do it. And the I mean, that's what we always try and do here. I feel like you and I are always trying to be as honest as possible with that type of stuff. I feel like the criticism of the fallout is so it's so much more well deserved of how people are standing after a bomb just went down. But in this instance, it, it's so amazing that you even like per- perfectly predicted what was in the map, being like this is what was needed, and it ended up being in the map. Uh, but I I do like how Monty, since you know we got through this entire topic, they let him become pre heinous. And it's all been there, and we've all been trying to piece together what's the significance of the children and all this type of stuff. And it's pretty gross. It's pretty gross, the thing, the person he is and the being he is. That, uh, But it's still relatable, too, which is the nice part. It's like, you, no one wants yeah. to die. So that's that's also I, a good part I'll, of it. I'll say, I'll say this. Um, I wanted motivation for Monty, and that was explicitly what I was calling for in the video. Mm-hmm. And when I heard the radios, I was satisfied with their explanation of why Monty was villain. Yeah. Why Monty? Because it's it's not that Monty's a bad guy, but he's a guy whose motivations don't line up with our motivations so much so that like his life is now on the line. Yes. You know, yes. like I think I wouldn't murder people if I found out that they were trying to kill me. Yeah. Yeah. There you are. You have a whole lot of people trying to murder you, and it it gives go around. You know. You know, it's, it, it's not like Monty's first step was like, okay, yeah, fuck it, we're just going to murder everybody. Yeah, no. Monty's first step was to try to create a perfect world for these children to grow up in. Mm-hmm. Which, yep. you know, you can argue is a pretty noble solution. Yeah. The, the... You know, like, like, Monty, mm-hmm. like, like if, if I'm Monty and I'm executing my options, 
trying to avoid having to just straight up kill people. Mm-hmm. You know, trapping a group of troublemakers in a cycle and then yeah. creating a perfect world for an alternate versions of themselves to live isn't a terrible solution. Now, mm-hmm. obviously, it doesn't solve the problem of 115 infecting worlds, which yes. is kind of what the apocalypse try to do. Yeah. And, you know, now, now it also, goes, I, I, one, one of the things I appreciate is, you know, there's, there's a real uh, short moment in the, um, control where you see the apocalypse shooting 115 meteors into other universes and that's yeah. how 115 spreads yep and then maxis even talks about it. he's like once it infects a universe you know it can't be undone yes like it's too like it's it's a can of worms that is unclosed and uh and so i i to me that that felt like a callback to that specific moment of the apocalypse shooting 115 around in the universe mm-hmm. very much so there so I actually, you know, despite me shitting on him in that video, I thought they did a good job with that. Absolutely. Um, that also leads into, um, oh, no, I had another point off the radios uh, with Monty. Oh, the they mentioned that it took one. One corrupted the rest. The ether cr- always corrupts whatever it touches, and the first person to corrupt it affected everybody. And I'm curious, and it would make sense to me, if Monty was the first to be corrupted by the ether. And then he was just trying to do his best to to make things right. And then that's where this, or it's either Monty or the Shadow Man. One of the two would make sense to me. The Shadow Man probably would make more sense, but they seem like they're the same person. So that might be like an alter eagle that came, ego that came off Dr. Monty at some point. Uh, the, Shadow, the Shadow Man would be the corrupted version of Monty. Yeah, and, and Monty still has that corruption, but he's more like an innocent soul version of Monty that's just trying to protect himself from being, you know, absolutely decimated and destroyed. So it's... I don't, I don't know, man. It's I like how there's a lot more stakes. The things we've been banging a drum on, they're starting to give us stakes or really pushing it through to us. They say, oh, this is why we care. Uh, as long as we put blinders on to a lot of other things. like We get details about the fourth nameless Marine in Verrucked, but then we have other things that we're just like, what? What, what is what, is this happening in the cycle? Like, what is... Where are we? <laughs> yeah, when yeah, does like, this I, happen? You know, I, I need a... I need a second timeline. Yeah, I think they're gonna have to release another timeline at the end of this. So we might get it by DLC four. Yeah, get it going, Jason. New timeline. Jason, Craig, Treyarch, if you'd like to come to my house for cookies and maybe a home cooked Italian dinner, you can unveil the Zombie Chronicle timeline poster two. Here, you're more than welcome. I'll be here. I can't. I can't promise you cookies and or a uh, fresh cooked meal, mm-hmm. let alone a fresh cooked Italian meal. Mamma mia! If you, if you do want to come to Berlin, Jason and Craig, and uh, unveil your timeline here, yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. We go out, we go out for a drink at some pubs. Uh, we can shoot the shit. Um, talk about the ups and downs. Try and I'll, I'll put it back shit. together. You know, I I feel a lot more positive. Uh, about especially after Ancient Evil to Alpha Omega, I really have a a lot of more care back in zombies. Like I haven't liked zombies in a long time, but after these two maps back to back, it's put a, a much better spot in me that I'm I'm even sort of like maybe maybe Bo Five will be able to just enjoy the game again. Like I'm not trying to get Bo Three hype. I'm not. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm not trying to get into this level of like this is unbelievable greatest story ever. I just want to like it again. I don't want to be Star Wars with it, basically. And uh, I, I have my piece with Game of Thrones, and here we still have time. It's like, uh, oh, God, what movie was it? Or was it Last of Us? One of the games, there's still time. There's still time. 
Uh-huh. Yeah, they're doing a lot of good things with this lore, and I think it's yeah. pretty positive. Um, you know, there, I don't think there's anything in this map in terms of lore that, that I kind of scratch my head at, or I think like, ooh, that was a poor decision. I think most right. of it makes sense. It fills in some details. Of course, I think my biggest complaint right now is that I just want a little bit of a timeline. Yeah. You know, like I'm not entirely sure the nature of this branch cycle that we have created. Yes. Or not even this branch timeline, but this branch, broken you know, cycle. line now that yeah, yeah, this, this broken cycle timeline that we have. I think that's actually a good. Mm-hmm. That or cycle that, break. Though, I'm pretty, yeah. yeah, I'm pretty content with it. Yeah, I'd say it, it, that would hurt our stakes a little bit not having it, right? Because now we don't know the significance that Treyarch does. That oh, oh my God, this is the the one in a fourteen million chance. Like when, what is the stakes for this broken cycle? Do we just get thrown back in the cycle again if Monty succeeds? That's what I'm kind of looking for, that big steak. I want that big, juicy part of well, the... I think, I, I think now there, there really is no stakes, especially when they talk about, like, no more second... Or no more... Um, you know, like, obviously, it's a video game, so... Oh, could you say it again? You cut out on... There's there's no more what? No more insurance policies. Gotcha. Insurance policies. Okay. You know, okay. Now, I, now I think, actually, things are on the line. And, of course, okay. this is a video game. Sure. And we can just keep playing the video game in the level until we get it right. And mm-hmm. also because it's a video game, you know, it'll probably end with our characters succeeding. Yeah. But in theory, I think if they do screw up this time, they actually screw up for good. I like it. I like that a lot. I don't think there is any room for mistakes here. And, in, and you know, that's reflected now, I think, with Max's dying. Like, Max has even yeah. said, you're too late. And then as a result, he died. Yes. Like, I, I think there are actually consequences in this map and in this story. There is Which one the criticism. Past, I'm not sure we could say. Um, we, we couldn't say that in the past. Completely agree with you. You just reminded me of one of the criticisms people gave for the story that uh, I was about to turn it over to chat. But they kill Maxis off, and then they introduce a the elemental shard that can bring people back to life. So that is... Ah, uh, fuck. Yeah, right? Right? It's funny. I even, I even joked in my video. Why is that... Or- uh, yeah, I joked in my video. I said, uh, I think Naxus is dead for real this time. Like, I know he's died two times before yeah. the storyline, and he's come back. But I'm like, to quote Thanos, no more revi- or, uh, no more resurrections this time. That's what I'm hoping for, though. I, I'm, if characters die now, I'm hoping they stay dead just so it feels meaningful, that Maxis' sacrifice is a real big deal. Um, there's even a quote from Ultimus Richtofen. Oh! He is shitting on Primus Richtofen. Oh, my God. Like, the emotional scene we had inside Blood of the Dead, he's just like, oh, you mean this over-emotional Richtofen, that big old baby? He's like, he, uh, he was a loser. Like, he just lays into him. I'm like, oh, my God. Because Primus is like, hey, I heard you're the bad one. He's like, bad? What is bad? I'm fun. <laughs> Stuff like that. And it's like you feel a little less of that that oomph when you have a premise. Oh, another story problem is the model has a blood vials. Like, why? 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 We got rid of the blood vials. No more blood vials. But the character model of premise, it, it is. It has to be. It has to be. They all left them in Blood of the Dead. So those things are a little little nitpicks, little nitpicks that we can't forget. But overall, 
it's just it's nice. Oh, and if I, I'm gonna ruin the cutscene for you, it's playing right now. Watch people's noses. All the noses get really, really long for whatever because they're trying to do movement there, in the a, painting there, style. There's a lot of really weird painting effects in there. <laughs> I was watching the war thing. It's kind of weird. It's so um, strange. Quick, quick mention. I forgot about yeah, yeah. Uh, topic yeah. nine this week. So if you have topics, I either made a topic suggestion. Part yes. Of the Discord. But going back to the characters and you know having Primus interact with Ultimus and all that in this. Yes, match. yes, yes. Let's talk about that. I felt um, really dumb when they explained the name of Alpha Omega at first. Oh, yeah. Like the name of the match. Yeah. They're like, uh, what was it? I think it was like Primus is first, Ultimus is last, yep. the Alpha, the Omega. And yep. I'm like, uh of course that makes a lot of sense <laughs> it is i like it a lot and there's also interpretation because i finally looked at the definition i because i never did it before because i'm a loser uh remember when gersh does it in gk where it's like the confluence the children uh and he screams yuri in this map the same thing happens with yuri where he goes the confluence the children gersh um the confluence is uh basically the merging of two streams and if we view time as the merging of streams, you have the first and the last time uh, streams of time are two timelines of Ultima Supremus coming together to finish that the big confluence, the ending of the game. It's there. The whole ending is their two timelines coming together, Primus and Ultimus, which we know it's just it's all making sense. It's all coming together in a way that's got a nice bow to it. It makes you feel really good about everything that you've played through and you get to enjoy. I'm like, ah, oh, it's just, I like that. I like it so much. I love it. And they talked about splitting this. of two souls, that they have to become one as well, which is interesting. I'm wondering if Primus and Ultimus are going to become a singular being. Do they merge? That could be interesting. Yeah, that was also mentioned by Yuri. Mm -hmm. And we get, uh, we have for the first time, three Rectophans in one. Yeah. How about that? Oh, I love the face of Ultimus Richtofen when he sees Samantha and she pulls everything up. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's the shit. That's the shit I've been seeing. That's what I'm talking about. It's like, oh, my God, stop, Ultimus Richtofen. Do you think there's any chance of Samantha being playable in the next DLC? Um, I, I don't want to play as kids. If they age her up somehow and you we get like a... Uh, because we could maybe come at an angle like that's innocent soul Samantha, and in some multiverse there is a Samantha that was running with the crews. That would be interesting to me. I'd like to play as that, some sort of badass Samantha character, and having her crazy ass quotes. But I think it's more what more likely ish. But what I what I personally like, I think we talked about this on last week as well is Samantha aiding our guy, our heroes, that she's on our side in the next map and actively giving you drops and helping you buy doors like uh, Medusa or Oracle did in Ancient Evil. They have it all set up, so now they can have Sam directly helping us beat Dr. Monty. Yeah, or I, I was I was thinking, think like an, an Elizabeth from Bioshock. And, yeah, yeah, yep, that too. You know, opening up tears to assist you, and maybe oh. Samantha's like all floating around the map, fighting Apothecons. Oh. And... Uh, and then, you know, like, she can just occasionally give you a drop or some shit. Just remember, though, we when we start talking about this stuff, remember they don't have a budget anymore. So this is the problem when we get all super hyped to what could, oh, my God, all these crazy features. And then we get in there, and it's just really standard stuff. And we're like, oh, man, I always thought so much bigger. So that's why I'm still, a, like, it brought excitement back to me, which I'm very happy about. But I'm still trying to temper it because I don't know where their budget went. Do they put it all into the last DLC so we could get 
uh, the animatics or the animations and get a really, really amazing conclusion? Or did they just get screwed and mismanage things and we're going to have a very, once again, like underwhelming? This map is a good map, but not a good map to lead into the finale of a 10-year saga that we love dearly. That's well, where... Not a finale. What's that? At least it's not a. At least this wasn't yes. the finale. Yes. You know, like this was the last map that had to be under. Yeah, that would be a really, really rough one to end on. Um, and the pushing the Great War narrative too. Just I don't know that like the Samantha dialogue's fine to me, except when she's just like, "We're going to fight the Great War, Eddie." It's like, why, Sam? You don't have uh, to say like that. that. You don't. I it doesn't like matter. I, no. One. One. I. One. I actually don't like German Sam. Oh well, that'll definitely hurt. I I find I find her voice very annoying. Fair enough. You're going to fight the Great War, Eddie, and yeah. I'm just like, okay. And then I'm I'm also thinking to myself, hey, well, Eddie's fucking useless out there. Yeah, at this like, point, don't, don't don't throw a five year old boy in the middle of the Great War. You know, keep yeah. Samantha out there because she could do some cool shit. Like she can she could fuck a whole apothecon. Yeah, but I don't know about Eddie. Let's let's put Eddie on the sidelines. Yeah, for now, I don't. Unless they drop the Eddie angle that because he was in the APD, touched the ether, he also has superpowers because he controlled all BO2. But we haven't seen that established yet. It's a little too late. Put him on the sideline, please. Yeah, well, let's let's keep Eddie on the side. Yeah. Um, they really they really don't touch on the goal, and I don't think the Great War is actually happening in this. I don't think so. It's either. Um, I think it's a it's a background thing even for the next map. I don't think yeah, the Great War think... is going to be the deal. It's going to be destroying. Uh, the ether and the great war is happening in the background. Yeah, like I think I think what well, those images of the great war that we saw. Yeah, either they're the old great war or they're the looming great. But you know, very clearly, if you think about things, where are Monty is in the house with Max? As he's not on the battlefield like we saw in the intro cinematic. Mm-hmm. So I'm not really sure where to place those scenes of the great. Well, potentially, remember, in our cycle, uh, our characters fight on both di- of the different timelines in the Great War, and they aid the Keepers, which ensure uh, Monty power. So potentially, in a broken cycle, we say he's a bad guy. We're not going to help him fight the Great War because that allows him to stay in control. The only problem is inside the... Oh, no, no, that's right. So the Great War has got to be different because inside the summoning key is still the Shadow Man. He's going to play a role in the next map as well, potentially. He should. Um, because there's two innocent souls inside the summoning key and the Shadow Man at this point. No uh, Nikolai's soul inside anything. That's why he's the leader now. Because he can't be uh, held hostage by Monty at this point inside the storyline. So we have a lot of these angles that we can come from leading to the final map. So it really wouldn't make sense if there's a great war and it's fighting. We're not aiding Monty. The great war really turns into us into a rat race to blow up the ether. Yeah. I mean, just the fact alone, the shadow man is in the, uh, in the summoning key also just concludes the fact that the great war is not happening yet, which is important to discuss because I mean, we even mm-hmm. talked about this on the show last week. Mm-hmm. We were like, wait, so when is the great war? Where is yep. the great war? You just made me um, think. And I thought it, I thought it was going to be happening in the background of the yep. town, and obviously it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but looking back on it now, yeah, of course it's not happening because Monty's in the house with Maxis and the Shadow Man getting ready to summon. What if we let up? There's, the, just, there's the, just so much in this story; it's hard to keep track of every little thread. Yes, remember how in nine months since the last map came out. Yeah, that oh, this would have been so much better if they just did it in order. Uh, we can beat that drum to death, but I hope they understand. 
what they did was just n- hurt. It hurt what they were trying to do. Um, but you've actually just got me on a whole thought process, and the chat will correct me. But remember how Monty in Revelations is just like, oh man, that the Shadow Man's really bugging me. I'd help you guys out, but I'm really busy at the moment. What if he's fighting the Great War in Revelations right there? What if that's happening in the background while we're screwing around? And then we end up beating the Shadow Man for Dr. Monty. But this time we come, we unleash the Shadow Man, and we don't fight him in this conclusion map that's happening. And that is the Shadow Man trying to eat. Like, he could be distracting Monty while we're trying to destroy the ether. That could be another angle. You know, I'm just, I'm not sure what Cherik wants to do with the Shadow Man. Yeah. And and sometimes I want to do with the Shadow Man. Because you have this, you have these two baddies, but we've already decided that one of them is the main baddie. Yes. Uh, I see you just sent me this picture. Yeah, we're going to, I was going to discuss after, after this, because it has relevance. Yeah. um, So I'm just not sure what the hell they want to do with the, uh, with the Shadow Man. And maybe they just keep him in the, Summoning key. Yeah, that Maybe might be their a ultimate role. goal. Is, it it could be it could be the solution is just to trap Monty and the Shadow Man in the summoning key and sure. then blow up the summoning key. Yeah, sure. That also could you know, play into they, the two parts of the same soul combining Monty and Shadow Man together. The first corruption of the ether that will play into Alpha Omega and both you know like their souls have to come together, Ultimus and Primus. Maybe we'll get a little bit of that. Yeah, and if we're fighting both of them, that knocks out two one stone. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so loading screen yeah because this is a, everyone's very much speculating this is the conclusion of the storyline and that's what we saw in the intro and this is because we're on the topic of DLC 4 and uh, people have really been passing on the rumor because of the real device that Call the Dead is going to be the next one which would be I don't know I'm feeling different about that would be pretty crazy uh, but some shapewear form the might be did you just say you quit? I quit. God damn. I quit the show. <laughs> um, Remaster Die Rise, you cowards. <laughs> there it is. There's there's the the banner, right? There's the calling card. Um, So potentially uh, this, let me get it up on stream for everybody too. Uh, this loading screen, because all the loading screens have been changed from the comics right now, has a lot more significance. They're saying instead of coming from GK, which everyone speculated, that's where they were teleporting from, the bottom right-hand corner. That's them coming from Call of the Dead, which doesn't make any sense because it was in Siberia, unless they're doing Call of the Dead before it crashes in Siberia. Siberia. So then maybe it is somewhere inside Russia teleporting to the house for the conclusion of Call of Duty Zombies with three Primus, one Ultimus to go to the house, like Samantha said, and go burn it down and attack Monty in some way or form and to give a world without have a perfect world without the element moment five corrupting it. Um, mm, agree to disagree. I, I'm not strong on this either. My guy, I, I'm, I'm just, yeah, di- I'm just um, putting this out. I'm not, I'm not behind boats, this. Boats go on water, not land. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's my biggest issue. With sure. This. sure. I, I do. I do. I remember thinking about this for this week and thinking, um, well, that explains, you know, if, if they're going to the house, I would explain the mashup of the crew. Maybe they um, four of them go to the house, four of them go to wherever. Ooh, that would be interesting. Um, but also, it's kind of weird that they are coming from what looks like uh, Stalingrad. And I think if you also just line it up on a map, it's yeah, it's Stalingrad. 
So I don't know where else you would place it. So it's it's really hard to tell. I agree. I'm looking at some uh, of the other uh, comic book stuff too right it now. It starts to make more sense as time goes on. Yes. Oh, no drill. That reminds me. No drill, man. How do you feel about that? No reference at all. Yeah, yeah. Oh, what's, what's going not on with even, that? Not even a mention. Oh. Hmm. We, and we should be able to see Area 51 too because we could see the, the nuke cloud. So, you know, they could have given thrown us a bone there. But they do have some cool Easter eggs. Like there's a zombie way in the distance, and if you try and shoot at him or an ADM, uh, it jump scares you. So I thought that was cool. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's not, even though I, like I gave it, even though I gave it like flack for just feeling boring, sure, and feeling feeling unnew, yeah. there are a lot of little labors of love in it, like all the Rushmore codes. Oh, I love ones. them, love them. Uh, you know what I was really disappointed in though? Please, uh, Rushmore. Really. Yeah, well, this is because um, when I was first doing the map and I was unlocking Pack-a-Punch, yep. and then Rushmore was like, oh, you've woken me up. Uh, come find me in Operations. I didn't know what Operations was, obviously, because this yep. was when I first played it. Yep. But I had remembered running into Ted in the, uh, I think he's in the diner. Yeah. He is. yeah. And I thought, oh, that's probably where he is. And Rushmore is probably just a prototype of Ted or something. Mm-hmm. So I went to Ted and I was like, oh, he's not turned on. And then I found operations and I was like, okay, this is cool. But like uh, Captain America Winter Soldier did this first. And yeah. um, I would have wanted Ted to be the one to guide us through the series. Oh, Jesus. That would have been such a meme fest. I'm glad I didn't see any Bus Route B or Transit mm-hmm. remake. I was happy not to yeah, see that. Was, that. That, was just, that was just a minor little nitpick. Like, yeah. oh, that would have been cool. But no. Yeah, no, it's fair. And, and they it's did fair. a good job with Rushmore as is. Sure. No, but that's 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 fair. Um, oh, I had another point about Ted and Rushmore, though. Hmm. Maybe it'll come back to me. Uh, do you want to get into any of the topic time stuff too? Because we can talk about this for ages. There's so much to to unpack with this map, which is nice for once. It's like there's so much lore wise, but gameplay wise is a concern. Uh, the upgraded ray guns aren't as strong as everybody would hope, but they're fun to me. They're easy quests, but the, it it's retexturing, right? It's I. I I'm glad to see the Hellhounds got a retexture, all right, to Lightning Hounds, even though it's just so minor and they just made them blue uh, and changed changed their effects a little bit. It's stuff like that that make just fool me into thinking I have new assets, right? Um, it's it's when I see them directly ripped, I feel like I'm playing the same thing, and that's where my I know we disagree, and that's totally fine. Um, but I can't stand when I feel like I'm playing the exact same thing. I've been playing for 10 years. I feel like I've already purchased this. I, I'm always looking for a new experience with zombies. I always want to see something new to blow my mind. And so when uh, they take these little steps with like just retexturing or redoing things, that's pretty good. But I can easily see where people are going to look at this map. And if they have issues with BO4, they're going to be like, oh, my God, it's another remaster. We don't even get new Wonder Weapons, though the Akimbo Ray Gun is super fun. But we're getting Mark IIs. Yeah. I've already played with those. I even got them in Blackout. I've already played this Nuketown map, except it, I, I don't. it's very tight and not as fun as the other one, if they can have that opinion and criticism. Um, th- there's there's easily, I can see, uh, the type of player. There's there's a, probably a fair amount of players that have a specific play style that does not fit well with Alpha Omega whatsoever. Yeah, I'm not sure my play style fits in this map well, I'll be honest. There was a post I saw on Reddit that was really good that said um, Treyarch is can't win right now. And I wanted to highlight it, and it's so right. It's so spot on. It's like they're dealing with 
10 years of zombies. You have the guys that started the game. They have the guys that joined in BO1, BO2, and BO4. The people in, oh, I think I've said that. I've said this yeah, before. Yeah. You know, like I'm not yep. sure they could make an ending that's good enough. Not mm-hmm. because the not because they're not capable, but because we're very hard to sabotage. It's impossible because you have lore people, you have your gameplay people, you have people that like different types of lore and gameplay depending on which version of the game they prefer most. And it was written by different people at different times. So you have veterans and brand new people alike and all the way across the spectrum, all wanting drastically different things of easier Easter egg, harder Easter eggs, more convoluted, less convoluted. It, it's so difficult because the scale of zombies grew so large by Black Ops 3. Uh, it, this is, I, I think, almost an inevitable shrinking that had to occur in the community because they could not please everybody and you have said this before john absolutely but i I just like the way he approached it on the reddit where he was he verbatim put out every type of player and if somebody can give me the link any of the moderators please do please do to that post it was it was such a good summary of like literally these are the players and this is exactly what they're looking for and all of them contradict one another how are you supposed to do something and it's like yeah that is that is tough that is absolutely a tough Tough thing to do. Um, so topic time. Anything great? Topic time. Okay. Um, and this one comes from Captain Murphy. He says, in Blood of the Dead, Rick Toffin's last words were, I was the nicest one. Mm-hmm. Then an Alpha Omega post related to Rick Toffin also says this to Takio in one of his quotes. Mm-hmm. What do you make of that? Mm. I think it's just a callback. I think they're just trying to. Yeah, they're doing, they're doing a lot of callbacks, and I think. I think that's all it is. Yeah. I don't think he's the nicest one. I think the one inside. They actually made a, oh, again, that Ultimus Richtofen quote. He's like, look at where his emotions got him and got you idiots stuck in a cycle forever. Like, he was brutal, but he was right. He just, like, that Richtofen was a moron, and he screwed you all over. Look where it got him. He's an idiot. I'm just like, God damn, Ultimus Richtofen. Damn! It reminds me of, like, Rick and Morty when you have all the different Ricks. Yes, yes, 100%. 100%. And he's treating like uh like Ultimus Richtofen's like the main Rick. And I feel like he, they're all dunking on the like special ed Rick that's friends with Jerry. All right. Uh Vegan Loser King says, What's your prediction for DLC four? Thoughts on the rumors of being a call of the dead remaster? Um I mean you know my I mean I mean Ooh. Just think about I, it. I was honestly I was honestly thinking it was gonna be a transit. Uh Especially at the end of the Easter egg when they're talking about sending the Avogadro to Washington. Yeah. And they're like, that won't cause any problems. That, oh, we didn't even talk about that. Some of my favorite Rushmore quotes. It's it's so well. It's because it's definitely like that perspective, though Americans can have this perspective, but from somebody outside the United States, like you I just know this is like criticisms I've heard of so many foreigners. And you just hear, We're America. We win, because that's what we do. We win. It's so good. It's their problem now. It's like, oh my god, that is such a good commentary. That's such good writing. Yeah. I loved that part of it. Um, yeah, yeah, I enjoyed that Rushmore line, and then that that made me think. I'm like, oh, maybe they'll next go to, um, maybe they'll maybe they'll next go to transit. But yep. I feel like they wouldn't do the Avogadro as a second boss, or maybe yeah. they'll just do a secondary boss if they did. Um, at least it sets them up for a transit remake, bringing back the album. Yeah. Um, I, I really, 
can't see Victus concluding the storyline when everything's so Primus Ultimus right now. And there are actually rumors swirling of a DLC 5 Victus, which is just like, I don't even know how you would approach that. Yeah, I'm not sure where to, where to put where to put right. Myself. I'm like, oh, I don't know. I can't. I don't know if I can handle that. Maybe do like a maybe do like a Victus, uh, a Victus Chronicles. Yeah, that, that's what everyone. That's what many do people all, thought. Do all three happen. Victus maps in one shot if they can find the time to do that. Yeah, that'd be cool. Because we didn't um, get to play as them, and people want to play as them. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh I am that duck too. Says I've heard speculation that the next map is going to be an Origins remake, more specifically Origins during the medieval ages, uh, during the Great War. What implications would that cause? Uh, would it be a good last map? Have you heard this? Because I have. Yes, and also inside Purnell's office, inside Alpha Omega, he has a picture of Origins with all the circles right down where all the stab holders are. Um, I don't understand how he has that. That's in a different universe. I thought. I have no idea how he has that picture of origins like we know it because we unlocked the burial site and we did the replica staffs. He has the picture. I'm like, I, I don't, what? I don't, I don't, I got to understand this in the next DLC. So, I mean, I we have Call the Dead. Would be so out of left field. Oh my God. But the beginning of the end, if you listen to a ton of the origin quotes, this is where it ends, no, this is where I'm it begins. Not saying, I'm not saying, I'm not saying in terms of lore, it doesn't make okay, sense. But okay. I mean, in terms of leaks and oh like yeah sure just discussion yeah you know yeah but i have heard of that recently so origins called the dead people are calling for atlantis because of a pacific quote it doesn't make sense at all the ether wouldn't Nobody's be atlantis, calling for atlantis. You're, you're, you're calling no 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 they were they were trying to make it sense no they were no, making know, fun I'm of me yesterday teasing. oh okay okay because no, I normally would take that a hundred percent, but I was shocked. People I'm were like, like, "I'm like, no, this is just this is just you yeah, trying yeah. to invent." Yes, <laughs> no, but on you, stream, you come on the podcast and you're like, "I'm from people." I'm like what people? Yeah, who Reed? No, hundred percent. I would totally do that, but that's not this case because there's a there's they're talking about uh, the same thing. There's a coordinates that the reporter get, found the summoning key at uh, is mentioned in this map inside a cipher. So once again, it's coming up as or or on a piece of paper that there's some significance to somewhere in the middle of the Pacific. I'm like, well, Atlantis is in the Atlantic. Like, what are you talking about? I went on record saying I don't want to see an Atlantis map for DLC four. Save it for the Chaos storyline. Save it for something else. I they would Atlantis would just be shit right now. I do not want Atlantis for DLC four. It would it just wouldn't be a good map. The way everything's set up, mm-hmm. it's set up for something much better. Whether it be Origins, Call of the Dead, a brand new independent map. I've also heard the Revelations. That's the other rumor. So Traders might be winning here. They got so many rumors out there that potentially Revelations 2.0. They might be doing a remake of Revelations, which I'm saying, dear uh-huh. Lord. Uh-huh. Yeah, dear Lord, no. No. No, 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 no. No. Don't do that. Don't. No. No. No Revelations 2.0. Please. Mm-hmm. All right, next one. Yeah. Mr. Fuzzy Pants says, uh, I didn't know anything about Alpha Omega, so the only thing I'm thinking about alpha omega so the only thing i think how is your internet so ungodly john are you in germany and your router is in france Ooh. oh um no oh. We're, we're, we're holding up actually well today yeah um, i'm actually i'm recording today in my living room and not in my bedroom like i normally do mm-hmm. i think that was a smart decision cool i haven't had any issues yet but i'm sure now that i mentioned it it's uh, it's coming now, now. show's definitely gonna end soon the router is uh, within 10 feet of me. Oh, yeah. So. You're going to have to Ethernet it soon. We're going to get to that point. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, you don't even have an Ethernet uh, slot actually... on your laptop, right? Actually, I do. Do you? Uh-huh. Most comp- laptops yeah, don't. don't even make them anymore. Oh, yeah. no, I do. Oh, yeah. Do. Okay, well, there's an option. You also buy Ethernet to USB if you really needed to. Oh, okay, um, okay. But uh, this is my last weekend, I think, in this apartment. No, it's not. I have one more weekend. Uh, and then I'm technically going home with two and a half weeks. Oh, no. Oh, uh, no, but don't worry. I'm, I'm sorted. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorted. I'm stuck. Okay, good, good, good. I have people I can stay with, Reed. I have literal family in the city. Yeah, yeah. Good, good. Um, um, do you, do you, when do you come back? A month from now? August 7th. Oh, it's close then. Oh, we're almost yeah, through yeah, it. Yeah. We're almost through the storm, my friend. The, the, the Zombra's Dark Ages. Three more, three more podcasts. That's it. That's beautiful. Oh, mm-hmm. God. I'm also entering my last week of work, and then I have, then I have about two and a half weeks of free time in the city, which I'm going to use to be making videos and exploring. Cool. Well, that's a hell of a uh, summer. But, You're gonna have a lot of good stories for uh, college when you do all the dumb icebreakers. <laughs> I do have some good stories. That's terrific. Um, uh, all right, yeah, most, keep going. Uh, thoughts on the leaks that they call the dead as DLC four? We did get that one. Uh, we hit that one. We're not talking. We're not talking about that. I like it. I like it. <laughs> Reed has terrible taste. It's uh, all right. I'm used to that. So Plasma Vault sixty four says. Uh, so is there always a post in, in cryo chamber hidden in the lab, even when the cycle doesn't break? I guess so. I guess so. I guess they just never unlock him. It's just, I don't know. That's one of the really hard ones because the entire time we think we're going to do something with Victus and they're just like, Hey, what about another Rick Toffin? And you're like, what the fuck? What? Where does this one come from? Revelations. Well, what does that mean about the cycle? I don't know. It's a, You made a video. There's 10 Richtofens running around, right? Yeah, I think I did like every Richtofen. But I also had, I, I, I was pretty campy with it. I had, I, I threw in uh, last gen Richtofen and oh. iOS Richtofen. Yep, 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 yep. Um, next one comes from Dr. Monty. He says uh, two things. One, I'd like to give a shout out to England cricket team for the most amazing ODI I've ever seen. Hmm. Um, I don't know what an ODI is. However, I'm aware that the Cricket World Cup is happening in England. Apparently, despite inventing the sport, they've never won it, I think. So it's coming home, I guess. Let's see. Did they win today or I don't know? I don't know. I I really don't know much about cricket. I'm just aware that it's happening. Ah, the match is tied right now. Ooh. Um, it's, uh, or I, I don't know how to read these numbers, but it just says 241 out of 15 out of 1 versus 241 out of 15. <laughs> oh, God, zero. yeah. This is what people see when they ODI look at ODI 48, ODI 48 of 48. So I don't really know how cricket works. So I don't know what these numbers mean, but it's New Zealand versus England. Hmm. Oh, and it's in England too. So, um, so it'll be like the '66 World Cup. Dope. Somebody who understands cricket, explain to me what these numbers mean. Oh, uh, ODI one. One, one one day international. Ah, oh, so England won. That's what newbies say. That's right. Because cricket, because cricket games last like a week long. So I guess in the World Cup they play one day matches. I don't really know. Whoa. Is it is it the same as Test cricket? I don't know. I don't know anything you, about do, this. Were you aware that the cricket, cricket games last like five days? No, I had no idea. Yeah, it's it's really long. 
Wow. Really I just saw, I fell in love with this guy. He does like a breakdown, they're called, and he did, he just does funny commentary and insightful commentary on mainly baseball plays, but every now and then he'll pick up other sports. And one of them he had like, all right, these guys are on horses and this is the weird ass game inside this place. And they use a dead goat as a ball and they got to take the dead goat, goat and throw it into a, uh, uh, some sort of goal. It's like basically a gigantic trash can. And that's how you score points. And he go and he has to back it up. He's like, yes, you did not see that wrong. That is a drone. That is a drone recording the game and showing you shots. But they are still using a dead goat as the ball. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> what are this? this is so fun. Yeah. So uh, there's a lot uh, so of sports. Guess, yeah, so congrats to Cricket for winning. Um, yeah. I guess looking by the score, it looks like it was a pretty close match. So I guess that's why he mentioned one of the greatest ODIs ever. So congrats oh, cool. to England. Cool. It's come home. It's come home. Yeah, congrats. Uh, then he says, uh, you can't play DLC 4 as it has DLC, spoil- DLC 4 spoilers in it. Thanks for the heads up, man. <laughs> really, Jesus Christ. really knocking it out of the park with that. Oh man! All right. Anything else? I didn't. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, Caboose five zero first one says, "How has your week been? This is my first live episode since I came back from basic training. Nice. I'm excited to be back for it uh, at the right time. I think the story will go from here. Just curious what you guys think. Also, mm. I'm happy to be right about the underground town on the monthly call. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, congrats on finishing basic. Yeah, and I'm being right too. Yeah. Uh, predictions for the, for where we think the story will go. Though I think yeah. fight the Great War. Yeah. Uh, Final DLC. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I don't. I don't think the map will be set in the house, but maybe I think some characters will go to the house. Hmm. Who do you think? Uh, I'm feeling blown up the ether. Real device and the elemental shard are gonna do another like focusing stone type of deal. Open up a gateway to the ether in order to blow it up. And we're going to have our Monty boss fight. And hopefully 115 is removed from all the universe. And we get a perfect transition into a reboot or just ending the Ether storyline. So all those things are mm-hmm. options. Last one. AHL says, subscribe, Alpha, make it in five words. Oh, I did it. I have it in three. Enter the code. I was saying that yesterday. That's the map. <laughs> Enter the code, the map. <laughs> Enter the code, the map. Um, let me think of one. Oh, while you're thinking um, of one, it's John John Boy Media. Wait, wait, John Boy Media. The he's so funny. I absolutely recommend. Even if you don't like sports, he has so many funny one-liners about the players and their reactions. And then, like when they're saying stuff, he'll just put he'll pretend to be like this is what they're saying. He had me laughing. They're two minutes. You can binge them. So many. He has hundreds of them. And the guy's so interesting like i clicked on his channel and there was no baseball one day and it was just like a live q a he looked miserable in the thumbnail he's like there's no baseball today just talk about baseball with me please and he's having a live stream i'm like who is this character he's hilarious i see it no baseballs on tonight i'm so <laughs> yes oh, yeah he's so funny what does he what does he do on the off season i don't know i've only just found him He's got so many funny, like, one, he, he keeps making fun of this player for being old on the Mets, and he, he just like, all right, so he's out of the game, and he's going to go talk with the 85-year-old pitching coach about World War II and their experience in it. Like, just this, he, he always has a one-liner that gets me dying, where um, 
there's one where the Yankees are celebrating the ALDS. They won, and they're going into the next round of the playoffs. And it cuts over to a uh, a Cleveland guy, the team they were playing. He's like, what the fuck are you so happy about? That's what he says. I'm just like, oh, my God, it's so funny. He's so good with his little timings, and his humor's so dry. Oh, if you just you want happy laughs, man, check that guy out. He's so funny and strange. <laughs> so, um, five words. Sorry, I think that's a good plug, though. Uh, God, I can't. Um, I was I was struggling on this. Uh huh. Um. Mm. The Great War, Eddie. <laughs> just for two words long. <laughs> I. Maybe I don't know. I'm really falling blank. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to pass this one. But if I if I see any good ones in the comments, I'll yeah, feel free to tell us in the comments. I feel like we could also throw fan fiction fan fiction in here a little bit because certain things definitely felt like fan fiction writing that like I I've heard in the past like the Avogadro. I think I mentioned this. I'm not sure with you though on the streams that people being like Cornelius Spinell is the Avogadro. That to me sounds like a, a thing I would have read on CODs. How about how about when fan fiction becomes real? Yeah, there we go. Beautiful. Uh, any, any donors? Oh yeah, plenty of them. Um, Shadow Django donates two dollars and says, "You rock." No, that was so nice during the DLC. Um, Ryan Bird says, "Rushmore sounds exactly like John." Oh, oh, he's criticizing you for your internet connection. Oh no. <laughs> um, Kakarot says, "Give us Atlantis finale, damn it." Nope, I don't want it anymore. Not not this time. Give us for chaos. I want the finale to be Atlantis and chaos. I think we'll do a better job with that. Um, Michael donates. He says, Michael needs some Aether cables for the show. All right, we're moving uh, on. Was so <laughs> I know, man. They were all just dumping on you there. Um, I put up with this <laughs> I know. I don't know what you did to deserve that this week. Um, Dr. Gordon for the win. If I could be Treyarch, the week, oh. the week I get actual—I know, I know—full episode without cutting off. Everybody just shits on me. I know, I know. That's <laughs> over. So well, maybe they're shitting on you because you can actually listen to them this week. They can finally get a say in. Um, Doctor Gordon for the win says, "If I could be Treyarch, I would become Quadarc and release Call of Duty." Carl of Duty. Oh, Jesus Christ. I love you guys a lot. <laughs> Carl of Duty. Carl Cor of Duty. Coral. Coral. Um, I love you guys. I have a... Uh, ha That's one of the messages ever. Carl of Duty. <laughs> that is so ridiculous. I love you guys a lot. Have a nice day. Uh, love from Ireland, boys. Oh, yay. I've been to Ireland. I visited it. It's beautiful. I really enjoy Ireland. Uh, Mr. Drown. Once again, it's not a hundred bomb. But maybe one day. Oh, thank you, Mr. Drow. Mr. Drow, well, you basically do it over the course of all these weeks in a year. He consistently donates to both me and John day in, day out, every time we stream. You are too kind, Mr. Drow. And we really appreciate that. Um, can't wait till I play on Xbox as infamous uh, Kaibo. And PC, I'm excited to do that as well. I want to get all the sound files. If anybody out there, open end, if you've ripped the audio files, there's 5,000 plus of them. I want them. Send them my way. I am happy to spend five to 12 hours sorting through all of them to listen to all the quotes of this map. It's going to make me like the map a lot more. Please send me all the quotes. If you know how to rip them, you know a dump anywhere about, I want them. I absolutely want those quotes. I want to hear all the hard work Treyarch went in. You don't need to send the talk. <laughs> Just hold the talk. 
Um, we got David again to read out his $100 dono. David Kirk, another happy birthday to you, man. That was so nice of you to donate such a, a massive amount. And uh, what is that? Reed Strickland. Hey, we're Reed buddies. I don't see many Reeds. Uh, for the Zombros Alpha Omega poster, I've signed up for Patreon again on the 11th. Am I eligible to get it or have to buy it? By the way, loving the streams. and a shame you didn't get mm. first in the world. I was so close. I don't think he made the cutoff. The 11th? No, the cutoff, the, the, the cutoff was um, yeah. July 1st. Yeah, uh, so unfortunately. unfortunately, no. Otherwise, then we'd be managing a whole bunch of but, other... It, but it is available. It is. You can Red get it. RedRendering.com. <laughs> Oh, there's a second jump scare. Look at that. They could put a lot of them in them. One was gross. It's a face melting off. It might be Purnell's face turning into the Avogadro. It's gross. All right. I think that's going to wrap up Zombros this week. So thank you all for coming out, having fun. We'll see you next week for more. We There's still tons of stuff to talk about. All the side Easter eggs we didn't really even dive into. They're just a lot. Was there anything else I wanted to talk We did get that Easter egg. Let me just check my notes just one more time before we wrap up. Uh, because I feel like there was one more little thing. Call of Duty Modern Warfare uh, was showcased. Did you see the 2v2 tournament with Syndicate and other people playing? Did you see any of that gameplay? I'm aware that it happened, but I didn't watch it. Okay, no, that's fine. It looks a lot like a mix between Battlefield and CSGO, and that's supposed to be the new engine. Or uh, what's the Rainbow Six Siege. Very interesting. Mm -hmm. Very, very interesting. So we did want to mention that. I did see it. I don't know what to make of it. I, I don't know if to be excited or not. Um, oh, and what last nitpick too. I don't really want to end on a bad note, but uh, they're still having the public problems. So you remember with uh, four-player public matches, they can't get people, all the idiot noobs, to get to Pegasus so then everybody can get the pack punch. Mm -hmm. People cannot figure out for the life of them to, that they all need to be present for the gas sequence. So that's something mm -hmm. that is driving people nuts. And we got last-minute donations. Yes! Positive. Let's get a positive go on. Happy birthday, Reed's dad! Oh, that was a couple days ago. Thanks, Doomia. Hey, you remembered. I'll be hunting for the dialogue. Well, thank you very much, Doomia. I am very excited for that. And Donovan, how come the Gorod Krovi Easter egg crashes after Nikolai 1.0 is killed? It's been over a year since it's been broken. We have addressed this and will not. We will not speak of it again. Not broken. Going over this, it's not broken. It's you're just doing it wrong. Perfect. I want to. I want to ask you. Oh yeah, sure. How did how did how did multiplayer pausing affect your Easter egg run? Yo, it was super good fifty percent of the time because <laughs> Star like kept sex. crashing. Yes, yes. Like sex Panther. It worked sixty percent of the time, one hundred percent of the time. Yes. Uh, don't think that makes sense. <laughs> um, Star kept timing out. He's the only person I had problems with when I left it on too long. Paused. Everybody else was fine. But for some reason, Star would always time out when I paused things on the first day. Though it did allow us to get bathroom breaks, to get food, to take the dog out. It was awesome. And none maybe of us were miserable maybe for if it. You didn't, maybe if you didn't pause as much, um, you would have been second in the world. Oof. That hurts. That hurts so much. And I wish. I really wanted it to. I, I, I wasn't getting excited. wasn't getting excited. We beat the boss. I'm like, is anybody, did we? Oh, my God. Did it happen again? No, Reed. You'll never get it again. I, I I didn't appreciate. I did, but like I didn't appreciate Durais and Drac as much as I have now in retrospect. I was super happy. I was super grateful. I was like, oh my god, this is amazing. But I I wasn't like, I'm only gonna get one. If I in my head, it's like if I got one, I could get another one. I don't think I'm ever gonna get another one. 
and it kills me. I'm like, no, I want one more. But, you know, newbie Milo and Noah have like, not newbie. Is it newbie? No, B-Bat, B-Bat. These guys have so many. They have like upwards of five. I'm like, how do the same guys keep getting it? Son of a bitch, I'm on their teams. I'm always on the wrong team. And the last minute donation from David Kirk. Wait, Gorod is broken? Enough, that's it, that's it. Taking a stream, I'm going home, I'm going home. Thank you so much for watching. Hope you all have an absolutely wonderful week. Stay safe till we see you next on the next episode of Zombros 165 next Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Oh, maybe. Depends, actually. It might not be next Sunday. I'm away next Sunday. We'll discuss. Check my social medias, Discord, Twitter, to find out when Zombros will be next. All right, take care, and we'll see you in the next one. Bye-bye now. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Zombros. Make sure to download the podcast on iTunes and support the show on Patreon if you haven't already. If you have the time, be sure to rate the show because it helps keep the podcast going. Links will be in the description. We'll see you in the next episode.